Do you hold a deep-seated desire to feel outraged? Or do you just find yourself wondering why everyone's fighting all the time about things that don't seem to matter all that much? Well, it's 2021, and if you're not mad about something, you must be paying attention. I'm Jay. I'm Reg. And in case he was forgettable, I'm Martin. And today, we're going to look at what happens when a Hollywood heartthrob is outed as a sexual cannibal. Gear up. And let's find out why are they mad. <laughs> why you have to be mad? Why you have to be mad? Why you have to be mad? Right in front of me. Yeah, that, that is true. That is the only reason that you do anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. If it's I, that's the thing, people always go about like, oh, you know, be good, be that, you know, glass of house of glass, yada yada. I'm like, fuck that, dude. I do whatever I need to do when I need to do it for myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. And that's how life should be. If ever if everyone looked out for themselves, there'd be no one who has issues. What do they say? Uh, don't throw rocks at glass houses. No people in you glass. Know. No people in glass houses sh- don't throw rocks. Shouldn't throw stones. Yeah, something like that. Or is it he who casts the first stone is in a glass house? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was pretty dumb of him, wasn't it? He wrecked his own dang house. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, does that mean that people who live in stone houses, like the metaphorical stone house of, like, psyche or, like, mental condition, can throw rocks at people with glass houses? Bro, I have yeah, no idea Yeah, because if, if, if you have a stone house, then that means you, uh, you're so, like, hidden or something like what, that. What, what like medical also- condition are you talking about? Well, no, so stone like- house. <laughs> <laughs> i got so stone like, house syndrome. What, the- the the metaphor goes like you know those in glass houses shouldn't cast rocks or whatever right because it's like the idea is that like someone could then throw a rock at your glass house yeah, right yeah, and yeah. destroy you but if you if, if or, then the, or the you double hit side it of that is if you live in a you hit, you, you're you're destroying your own house is the issue no you're not that's not the, no that's not how it goes yeah it's it, the, the, the the metaphor isn't don't throw rocks because you'll break your own glass house. The metaphor is don't throw rocks at others because they can throw rocks back at you and destroy no, no, no. your glass. No, you, you've also interpreted it wrong. It's it's don't don't uh, throw rocks for like you know like don't have a go at people if people can see into your house. That's the. <laughs> so I looked it up. People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. This means that you should not criticize other people for bad qualities in their character that you have yourself. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Exactly that's exactly it. what I'm that, saying. I think that's right, what we're what all I'm... saying. Fucking hell, we just had... no. Jay wasn't anyway. <laughs> the point I'm making is that if I don't have those bad qualities, am I now allowed to throw over rocks at people? Yes. Yes. I mean, that just sounds silly, doesn't it? I'll throw a rock at you, dickhead. Yeah, this dickhead. Let's all let's all chuck let's all chuck rocks at Reg <laughs> and, and put it on the internet. We'll put it on live leak. Yeah. Well, fucking. You know what? What? Your glue. I'm a trampoline. What you say? Rocks thrown at me. Bounce back. Crack your jaw. And left, right, good night. Is that something people say? That's another you're, metaphor. Right you're there. a trampoline. I throw a rock, break your jaw. <laughs> yeah, that's, what is that's how it goes. That's verbatim. But <laughs> what does it even mean? Is that just? Me? I, hey, hey, I didn't make it up. Don't fuck Isn't that me. just a way of saying like "fuck you"? Like I'm gonna break your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> you know the other thing. You know the other thing. And I saw this in the political compass. It's like an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. What is the what's the difference between an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth? Or are they presented as the same thing? I think it's the well, same thing. Well you only thing. have two eyes and you have shitloads of teeth. <laughs> True. <laughs>
Is that why it's necessary? Like, it's like is minor, It's a minor inconvenience to lose a tooth. It's kind of a big deal to lose an eye because then you don't have depth perception. What'd you guys have for breakfast? Uh, I'm I'm sad to say what I had for breakfast. I'm not gonna say it. That's fine. I had oats. Yeah, that's good. That's a healthy choice. Do you have it like sweet oats or like congee savory oats? Like porridge. Yeah. Right. Plain, or do you buy pre-made sachets? I like plain, but I added maple syrup and chia seeds. Do you do you stay away from the pre-made sachets because it's more expensive, or do you just prefer to make your own from like? I don't make it in like the stove. I fucking microwave that shit. <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah, we're not living in a dark age. Like it's, it's not hard. <laughs> that's like motherfuckers who make two minute noodles on the stove and it's yeah. like where, yeah, where did you that. grow up yeah actually actually <laughs> do you know what two minute two minute noodles on the stove actually kind of rock sometimes though sometimes it's like the same thing is the, the exact same thing. i don't know so, sometimes sometimes it actually kind of slaps i don't know why is it just the feeling of superiority like you can yeah the signature look of superiority I remember Pissuit. He once fucking held a superiority. Actually, you were there as well, man. You also held a superiority over me because I made my scrambled eggs in the microwave and you guys were like, that's that fucked is, up. That is that's fucked, fucked up. up. That was fucked, that is fucked, fucked up. up. That is fucked it's up. Fine. You can, it's the same. You can make them in the microwave. <laughs> Bro, I, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I, rem- I remember like I had to take a shit and you were going to make me scrambled eggs and I was like, dude, don't make it in the microwave. So I got you to make it for me on this, on like a on the stove in like a pan and then mm. i was like yeah so you just like move it around and stuff trying to describe how to do it and i go take a shit and i come back and he like didn't touch it it was just like a, a cake of <laughs> cooked egg <laughs> cake i remember when we were teenagers uh reg like had a go at me for putting like milk in my coffee and as we've gotten older we've uh we've like switched positions on that so reg used to be like you're a pussy for you're not a real man for putting milk in your coffee but nowadays reg like only drinks like iced coffee with two sugars yeah i only drink, <laughs> I only drink black coffee and he's like you're such a fucking elitist <laughs> you drink well, you black i'm not i'm okay you're an elitist. i'm not an elitist i just prefer black coffee <laughs> Hey, I can admit that I was being an elitist back then. Why can't you admit you're being an elitist now? Which is ultimately because, worse because now we're adults. Because I have no issue with you drinking iced coffee with sugars in it. <laughs> you always go on it. You're always like, oh, it's a pussy coffee. Doing something doesn't make you an elitist. It's the attitude uh, you have. No, sorry, calm the fuck down, okay? You got one side of a story here, Martin. Chill out. <laughs> yeah, but Jay's more okay? trustworthy. I'll get my coffee. That is and true. I'm sc- more trustworthy. He'll scoff at me. He'll <laughs> fucking ask anyone. Ask fucking... <laughs> drool ass anyway i mean look okay i might unconsciously i might unconsciously scoff at you but it's not it's not on purpose it's just because you're such a pussy unconsciously scoff (laughs) i can unconsciously scoff i probably (laughs) scoff unconsciously more often than i consciously scoff because i wouldn't want to consciously scoff at someone (laughs) do it all the time anyway he's an elitist he's also an elitist about cigarettes he won't let me smoke menthol I mean, I just, I think that menthols are objectively worse than non-menthols. It is like smoking old, like, chewed, uh, chewing gum. Like, it's like smoking chewing gum after you've, you've chewed out all the flavor. I don't think you can say it's objectively worse when it's, like, when it, there's clearly a preference. Otherwise, like, people just uh, yeah, wouldn't yeah. have them. That's true. It is subjectively worse. Okay. Anyway, Jay's the fucking elitist, which is weird, because he's the least fucking, like, he has, like, he- least elitist lifestyle <laughs> than everyone. <laughs> Oh, Jay, Dad asked me. Yeah. Um, because he said he was he listened to uh the Prince Andrew's episode. Yeah. 
And he said, like, there's a part where you're obviously just, like, reading, like, from a script, right? But he's saying, like, you're reading from, like, an article. Do you post shit from articles in here? Or do you write all your own information? I, like, rephrase. But I... You can see at the bottom... If you looked at the show notes, you would see that at the bottom there's a, there's a bit called sources. Yeah, yeah, but, like, do you, like, copy and paste that, is what I'm asking. No, I write it. That's what I fucking thought. That's what I told Dad. And Dad was like, no, 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 no. He's definitely reading from an article. I'm like, I don't... (laughs) I no. don't think he is. I'm pretty sure he writes all his own material. He's just a good writer. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's why it <laughs> takes me like fucking a week to write the notes. Does I write it all? Yeah, I'll let him know that. He's our biggest fan. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm glad, he's, <laughs> I'm glad he likes it. He's just, it's probably because we keep talking about him. <laughs> yeah, joined, we, have to, we have to find out everyone yeah. who listens and, and name drop them. Yeah. He I sent mean, me a fucking, he sent me an email yesterday. <laughs> about Your dad emails you? Yeah, he emailed me, like, it was, like, fucking four paragraphs on, like, <laughs> he's a bit of a Prince, well, he's a bit of a Prince Andrew's, like, apologist, right? Yeah. He was saying, like, you know, like, that, like, in the 70s or the 60s or whenever it happened, I can't remember now, mm. um, it was, like, pretty socially acceptable for, like, you know, men to pay for sex, right? Mm. Um, he thought that it was a bit unfair, like, you know, he reckons Epstein, obviously, that guy deserves fucking everything he gets, right? But not everything he got. But he reckons that for Prince Andrews, it's a bit more unfair because it's not like everyone gets dragged through mud who did that. Well, okay, I, I get that. And I've actually had a lot of feedback about the Andrew um, episode, which is good because I was actually nervous about that one. I wasn't I wasn't sure about how it turned out, but people actually seem to really enjoy that one. But um, that is the first thing I've heard about someone defending Andrew. And I guess that's a man's perspective who is of a similar age to yeah to prince andrew but what i would say is that um anyone who can feel like they might relate to andrew was probably not in the same circumstance where like sex trafficking was happening literally right in front of them like it well, was the thing that's why that's why i said to him i was like you know like it's a, like you know it's not like it was a brothel or something like that no, you know it's, it was it's a bit it was it's, it was you know? someone that was trafficked to him like it was a it was a girl who was in sexual slavery who um, he either willfully ignored or didn't recognize those signs and just kind of thought it was part of the course that there was, uh, you know, a sex slave. And I think, I think that's kind of indefensible, especially since at the same time, Andrew was um, involved in a whole bunch of uh, advocacy programs for, like, against sex trafficking. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Andrew... I, I would feel a lot more... Uh, forgiving of Andrew if he would come out and acknowledge that something was going on and he wasn't just lying and playing dumb and all that. This week in anger! Uh, Before we start, check us out on Instagram at whyaretheymadpod. Follow us, we'll give you a shout out on the show. And uh, if you're listening on Apple, leave us a review, positive or negative, don't want to tell you what to think. Would be nice to get five-star review, but again, up to you. Uh, Give us a one-star review. uh, uh, If our show does have you thinking or feeling anything, we want to hear from you. Send us a DM on Instagram, or you can email us at whyaretheymadpod at gmail.com. We'll go back to you either there or on air. Probably on air, though. And uh, our wonderful listener, Shan, has recommended we add the photos we're looking at to the highlights on our Instagram story. So if you want to see what we're seeing, uh, just open our Instagram profile and I'll set that up. What's in the news, Martin? New host of Jeopardy instantly fired. Uh-oh. 
Oh no! <laughs> oh no! So he was fired just nine days after he was tapped to succeed the legendary Alex Trebek. Richard's hasty exit as host came a day after the Anti-Defamation League called for an investigation after reports surfaced in The Ringer that Richards made disparaging remarks about Jews, women, and other groups in episodes of the comedy podcast, The Random Show, recorded in 2013 and 2014. Now, you know what my concern is? <laughs> I know your concern <laughs> is. My concern is the stuff as Reg has said, you know, yeah, so far, yeah. like, yeah, could happen to it, could happen to it. My dad actually gave me some good advice about this. He said, I know you're having fun, but don't attach your last name to anything on the show because you won't get another job. And I was like, all right. That's only because he's so problematic, though. Your dad's just a Prince, Prince Andrew's apologist, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not going to get another fucking job once it gets out of what he's yeah. been up to. <laughs> and we've got the dirt on him. And he's retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, in the in the podcast, Richard asked his female assistant and his female co-host whether they had ever taken nude photos, or in his words, booby pictures. In another episode, <laughs> he called his co-host a booth-ho. What's a booth-ho? I don't know. Oh, is a booth-ho? I think a booth-ho might be someone who goes to Comic-Con and, like, meets all of the, uh... Meets all of the celebrities. That that can't be right. Because why would there be? Why would there even be a fucking term for that? Yeah, but wait, like a derogatory term for that. Because it's a, a thing people do. It, it it would have something to do with like music or something. Like, it's not something to do with just fucking people going to meet their idols. It's, why would there be a derogatory term towards that? No, no, no. Okay, it is. It is like a woman who uh, works at like a like a like the Price Is Right. Like those women who hold the the briefcases. That's apparently what it is. Oh, shit. Okay, so she's just a pretty face. Is that the idea he's making? She worked as, all, as, a, as a model at a tech show. So she was a... Anyway. So you could get cancelled for that, for saying that. But I don't know. Do, could we get cancelled for quoting the things that this guy's saying? I mean, as I keep trying to tell Chloe, this is a man zone, alright? This is where the boys come to play. Ruh, 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 you know, like... This, this, is, this is how we get cancelled in the future. <laughs> Yeah, by being oh fuck off! Losers. We wouldn't get cancelled. There's people who have done who do this all the time. This is their whole shtick. Yeah, is that they're a man zone? Yeah, but you're not allowed to anymore. And if you are, you have to put up a sign in your room that says the man zone. Yeah, man cave. I do, I, I it's like a, it's a like a fake number plate. You have to put yeah. up the rules for the man cave. Yeah, rule one: no women in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, do you guys reckon Mike Richards should have been fired from uh, from Jeopardy? What do he do? I'm so confused. <laughs> he he said some weird stuff on his podcast. He said some off-color remarks. I've never listened oh, to his right. podcast. I've watched a lot of Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. So he got he got he got straight cancel culture. He he got a job as Jeopardy host. He already worked behind the scenes, so it's kind of a little bit like eh. Wait, like a, hold up. Wait, when I say can't, wait, do we all have the same definition of cancel culture? <laughs> What's your definition? You know, you've 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 like broken social rules. It's like know? social. Yeah, like conventional. Yeah, thing. that yeah. Is, yes, that is my. Uh, well, my it seems it, like like you know, it seems like he there was some sort of uh, obviously there was like a backlash against the stuff that he said, but he ultimately decided himself to step down. I mean, look, I think cancel culture is a is a really kind of cop out, co opted term that people who are basically already rich use because it's like. 
people in the real world don't get jobs for shit they've said all the time. You know, it, like it, like your dad was saying, if you Google someone's name, if you're, if the person who interviewed you for a job Googles your name and it comes up in a news story of like anything that isn't like he saved a bus full of burning children, like you won't get that fucking job, you know? So it's like, is, is it only cancel culture when it is a rich person who said something that offended people and then they don't get a job, you know? I think it's just a right versus left wing thing, right? Like I said, it always feels like it's like how my dad always calls me a left wing greeny fucking hippie, right? He always refers to me like that, even though I'm like, you know, I'm like centrist left, right? Yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah. I'm I'm a relatively left leaning person, I'm far from an extremist, right? But he <laughs> always boxes me in as extremist, and I think it's just another one of his buzzwords that's used to like you know conflict from both the sides, you know. I mean, Where he's like, writes like that's cancel culture. You can't get rid of the Indians logo, you know. It's just a character. Oh, also, he he reckons that's bullshit as well. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna stop talking about your dad. Yeah, we gotta. We've been talking. About, this isn't the this isn't the registered dad villain. episode. <laughs> he's the he's the villain of the, of the podcast. I love it. He he sends in the taunts and shit. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think that I think the thing that you're forgetting in all this talk about your dad is that he. Is your dad? He's baiting you. <laughs> like he's a lot like you. <laughs> Next up in the news. Yeah, let me take this one, big boy. <laughs> I'm sinking this boat. Let's go. Okay, so the headline goes. Ah, oh, I've been fucking ad blocked. <laughs> <I'm laughs> this is the Daily, Daily Mail, Mail, boys. <laughs> Mentally ill British man who chopped his penis off in failed suicide attempt gets it reattached nearly 24 hours later. And he can still bust a stiffy. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what it says. It says, and he can still get erections. And he can still chub it up with the boys. Uh, So the 34-year-old from Birmingham was found unconscious at his home. Patient chopped off penis with kitchen knife following psychotic episode. Kitchen knife? Yeah, dude, they got the kitchen out there in Birmingham. Schizophrenia (laughs) sufferer regained full function six weeks after the surgery. Full function of his penis or just like full function? Full function of his penis. You guys, (laughs) bro, this is just like Wolverine, okay? He got the adamantium (laughs) implant, okay? (laughs) <laughs> he regained full function because it's a steel rod. Look, right, it's it, it's got a bunch of adamantium. Every time he pops a boner, all the cell phones in a fucking K radius <laughs> loose reception. Right? Whoa, dude! Diane Kruger engaged to Norman Reedus. Wow. What? I didn't know. That. Are you just anyway. reading the Daily Mail now? I yeah, this is what happens. Yeah, I didn't see that as well. Engaged to Norman Reedus after four years and one child together. Dude, he oh. named his child something, like, really weird. I don't remember what it is, though. Is it Mingus? I think he named his kid Mingus. Oh, no. Mongus. No. <laughs> no, it is. It's it's Mingus Lucian Reed, Reedus. Mingus. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't be calling your kid Mingus, especially if your last name is Reedus. <laughs> change, change one letter. You got the best name. Mingo. <laughs> Mingo. I should be fucking Norman Reedus's, like, life coach. What? Yeah, and you just tell him you shouldn't. You shouldn't call your kid that. <laughs> yeah, bad idea, homie. So yeah, I guess that guy chopped his own dick off, but it was all alright, and it was it was only part of a suicide attempt. I got a question. Yeah. Why was this included in the news? Um, I just saw the headline and I thought it was I thought it was breaking news. You thought I it just... was breaking news? <laughs> like, what are, what are we meant to say about this? Oh man, that sucks. Like, you know, he's a mentally ill man. Uh, there's one comment here from Mike007 from Winchester, United Kingdom, who said, 
He obviously did not want it. <laughs> Thanks, 007. Uh, all right, next up, next up. The Nevermind Baby is suing Nirvana. The the album, I think, is turning 30 next month. Damn, uh, really? Fuck. I mean, you say that like that's insane, but it's older than all of us. Yeah, no, I I understand that, right? Like, I just never thought, I don't know. It's it's still, in my mind, yeah, in my mind, it still feels like relatively new for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, look, Coco Band would be like 60 or something now. Um, what's your favorite, what's your favorite song on the album? Uh, is, uh, is In Bloom in that one? Is that what it's called? Yeah. In Bloom? Yeah. My baby's happy to meet you. Is that that song? I mean, mine, mine's obviously like, A mosquito. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, In Bloom is on that album, but I think it's a different song than what I was thinking of. I really like lithium. Yeah, lithium is yeah, good. Lithium's is that off the is that off the same album? Yeah, though? yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I always really like the name of Territorial Pissing because it's a sick mm. name, but it's a kind of a garbage song. Sorry, it's not garbage. It's just loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's very loud, and it makes me upset. Um, right, so Spencer Eldon, who as a baby appeared on the cover of Nirvana's '91 album Nevermind, yeah, sorry, little wiener. Yeah, well, that's why he's suing it. He's suing it because everyone saw his little wiener. Dude, and now he's I know still it's embarrassed small. about it. <laughs> he's like, every time someone meets me, he's like, it, it, things change, you know? It's not that small anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he's suing, he's suing for damages because uh, it's been a rough 30 years for him. But the thing is, so like five years ago, he was like recreating the album cover, but he was wearing like board shorts. But, uh, now he's Can I see a picture of that? What's this picture of that? Oh, there it scroll is. Scroll down. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of think he is... He's uh, probably been planning this for a few years, I reckon. Like, he's been planning on lining it up with the 30th anniversary. I mean, there is every chance it's probably impacted his life. But maybe maybe he should uh, try to get some of, the, some of the royalties from the album sales rather than... Yeah, I think that would make more sense. Unless he really is feeling like it fucked him up, you know? I swear, I, I swear, I read somewhere else something about like he was he was okay with it until they said he couldn't do something with the uh, with the images oh, and shit. Right. And now right. he, now he's like cracked it or something. It is techni- it's technically child pornography, right? I mean, people might say that, but I don't think it is. Like, I don't see anything. I I don't consider a naked baby as being sexualized. You know, like babies are naked all the time. But but people but people do sexualize naked babies right and that's like why the you have laws in there to protect them and such i mean yeah but it's like we we must be pretty fucked as a society if it gets to a point where a baby's penis has to you know be censored for out of fear of of as as my dad said you know like there's laws about you know man take photos of your children at like sport carnivals and stuff anymore to protect other children and such right like really shouldn't the same laws you you can't one of the law is you can't take photos of kids without their consent or without the parents' consent. So, while interpreted by most as a non-sexual image of a child, a filing on behalf of Mr. Eldon in the California Central District Court alleges it amounted to commercial child sex exploitation. Neither Spencer nor his legal guardians ever signed a release authorizing the use of any images of Spencer or his likeness. So, I guess that is the issue. There was never any anything signed. Uh, release authorization i i don't know like i feel like i feel like the image 
should be fine. Like, it's such an iconic, like, album cover. But, you know, if someone tried to do that today, would it be okay? Well, that's the thing. It's like, even if he wasn't naked on the cover, even if he he was wearing underwear, it would probably still be an issue if they didn't have the authorization from the parents and to use that image. But th- then the other part of it is that he probably should get some royalties. Like, I don't, I don't know the full story. Like, he might have gotten royalties from this, but they should have at least... You know, like this this album made Nirvana huge. Like they were like one of the biggest bands in the world when this came out. Like they should have at least made a made like a trust fund for him. You know, in the future for him being on the cover of the album. I don't know if he's been paid or not, but he should make money off. This. Yeah, he that is like such an iconic photo. It's kind of like you know, um, and and it was used. It was used to make money. You know, it it's like it, and so many t shirts and all that are made of this image that the the original guy should probably be compensated in some way there's a quote from him where he says i've recently been thinking what if i wasn't okay with my freaking penis being shown to everyone i really didn't have a choice yeah i mean I that's guess true he didn't he didn't have a choice but then again you also got like child actors and things like that right? like you take like macaulay culkin right like his parents pushed him into acting as mm-hmm. far as i remember right like he didn't really have a choice in that like can he sue his parents I mean, I think the parent, his dad really screwed him over. I don't remember the exact details, but I'm pretty sure uh, Macaulay Culkin or the Culkin's dad was a real piece of work. But I, I think that's generally the uh, the issue with child stars is that they can never really consent because um, it's the parents who are going to be putting them into those situations and deciding what is uh, suitable and what isn't. And I think it, for, for a parent to want to put their kid into that industry, you kind of have to be a little bit, you know... Uh, a little bit self-serving well like what like how often is a kid gonna want to do this whole like movie thing you know it's such a big commitment they don't really understand what they're getting into i mean i'm sure a kid would most kids would probably like to be in a movie but would you know would most would they be able to associate that with the logistics of what that entails you know of course not i mean it comes back to the whole thing you know they haven't got like a fully developed frontal lobe things like that like they don't understand repercussions they also don't understand like you know a lot of you know, the situations that actors have to go through. I don't know. I mean, there's also, like, the issue of them getting exploited by the parents as well. Like, and exploited the by the industry. Like, yeah. As in, like, the parent, like the money they've earned by acting, like, the parents have then squandered. Yeah. Like, and by the time they so. by the time they reach, like, legal adulthood, they don't, there's nothing to show for it. Anyway. Should baby, should baby penis be on album art? Probably not. Uh, if it does happen, should man get paid? Probably. Should man sue, though? Do you think that he would be going through this effort if he wasn't gonna if it wasn't a payday at the end? Uh, there's totally gonna be a payday at the end, but also sh- there should probably be a payday at the end. If there hasn't already been a payday, which there might be, I don't know the ins and outs of this. I mean, there's, then, there's gonna be a payday because the album was so successful, right? And this was part mm-hmm. of it. The kid, the kid that c- partly made this album so iconic because it has such an iconic cover, probably should be compensated for some of that success. So. What made you guys mad this week? Okay, so what made me mad this week? Uh, XP waste. It's plain and simple. XP waste. Well, I can be quick on XP waste. XP waste is a quick one. Everyone here understand what that means? No. No. <laughs> so XP waste is a term, uh, I think it was originally like forefronted by like RuneScape players, which basically meant not doing the most optimal way to make experience in the game. Experience basically being, you know, what levels you up, etc. Kind of like the goal of the game, right? Yeah. Now I've been playing a lot of World, World of Warcraft Classic. 
I've been trying to level up this character. It takes a long time. Um, and there's been a lot of XP waste in my life, usually uh, from my partner, Chloe. You know, <laughs> she would come up to me and be like, you need to take out the bin. I'll be like, that's XP waste, though. She came up to me the other day and was all like, was all like, oh, come have a shower with me. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's XP waste. I heard right? it differently. I heard it differently. I heard that uh, that Chloe told you that you were stinky and that you needed to shower. And... Uh, and- you weren't yeah. too happy about that. Well, look, there's very little things in this world that aren't XP waste, okay? Showers are XP waste. Eating anything that isn't pre-made is XP waste. True, cooking okay? is an XP waste, yeah. Actually, yeah, cooking is 100% XP waste, right? Like, doing a lot of things are XP waste, and it's being it's making me mad because of the fact that I'm just trying to level up my dang character so I can raid with my boys, okay? Mm. But instead, I have to keep doing chores, like take the bin out, and stuff like that. I'm just very frustrated by it. I would say that you're wasting your real life XP. Mm. For, oh, okay. Uh, for video yeah. Game ca- XP. Ca- ca- calm down, clean shirt. All right. Okay. I'm not going to call me have clean that- shirt. How'd you get your shirt? So I'm not clean shirt. <laughs> okay. I- I've lived more life than both of you combined. All right. I- I'm allowed to sit up, down bro. and fucking, you know, I've been in nine this different guy, positions. This guy goes to confess one time. Yeah, I know, dude. It's so fucking overdone. I'm, I'm not on your case about this. I think you should do whatever you want. Your girlfriend is going to have stronger views than me, and uh, she's entitled to them. Yeah, you know what? It's girlfriend, biggest XP waste of all. I'm just going to say it. All right, Martin, what made you mad? So, uh, today, actually, uh, you know, I was driving home from work, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I saw a cop behind me, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, I'm speeding a little bit, probably like four or five Ks over. So, I slowed it down. It was all good. And then we got to, like, a construction zone, and it was, like, slowed down to 40. So, you know, I slowed down to 40 because there's a fucking cop behind me. He fucking overtook me. Wow. He fucking <laughs> sped past me. I was like, uh, bro. Like, How fast was he going? Uh, probably, like, 50. I don't know. Maybe maybe 60. I think you're forgetting what the police are, and that's that they are the law, okay? So, I don't understand your issue. My issue is that I was being a good boy, and he wasn't. And I, I think, he, you know... Cops are motherfuckers. Yeah, cops basically never drive safe. And the, the excuse they always give is that they don't have to because they're on the job or whatever. And the job requires them to to take shortcuts and shit. In the certain cop- circumstances, I could see that. But not in this situation. No, I don't either. I, I think that it, they get away with way too much on the road. Like, they're allowed to talk on their phone. They're allowed to illegally do U-turns and shit. Like... I hope you guys don't call the cops the next time you're in oh, trouble, okay? Because they're not going to speak to you. <laughs> 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 That's the biggest boomer argument you made. I, I think it's a bit bullshit. The thing is, like, everyone breaks the law eventually, right? It's just like cops can get away with it blatantly, and yeah. that kind of frustrates me. I wish I was just a little bit more sneaky about it. Like, just be sneaky like we are, you know? I don't understand the issue. <laughs> well, what was the last time you broke the law? Well, I haven't gotten my car registered to the ACT yet, and I'm definitely meant to do that. You have like, like a year, year to you do have that, like 12 months, yeah. yeah. you have like a year to do that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have like six months to do it. It's already past the time. But I keep registering it to Victoria because I prefer having Victoria license plates. Mm, that's fair. So they are cooler license plates. They are cooler license plates. And mm. also, it's just like, if I'm going to hold any form of like, you know, I want, I want people to know I'm from Victoria, you know what I mean? Because one, it makes people really angry up here, yeah. and two... Uh, I don't want to ever be recognized as a Canberra. Well, I, I was actually on uh, Reddit the other day, and I saw this interesting comment. Uh, it said something like, how do you know someone's from Melbourne? 
Don't worry, they'll tell you about it. And man, that was a knee slapper. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 true though. It's because I fucking I have to tell them. You know why I have to tell them? Because I don't want them to think that I'm you know boring like them. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got dragged up here. Biggest XP waste ever, right? Just by the nuts. <laughs> by the nuts. <laughs> you did. We all want you. Now. We all want you. Don't do it. Just go see her sometimes. And you're like, no, 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 no. See, these things never freak me out. And then, like, a couple of days, you're like, I think I might have made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is really good to be up here right now, though, because of the fact that, like, fucking 85% of the work base up here is, like, government work, and we have so much money, like, funding in the capital state, but it's, like, down in Melbourne, right? Like, what, fish sticks? He has to keep working, even though he's totally not an essential worker, right? Like, he'll agree. Well, it was it was the ind- it was the industry lobbied the state government to be al- yeah. allowed to continue to be considered essential. And anyway, the point I'm making is up here in Canberra, that's just not happening. Like you know, fucking, if you don't want to work, you just don't work up here right now. It's awesome. I don't want to work ever. Yeah, I we should. You know, what do they say? Like if you fucking if you if you love what you do, you yeah. never work a day in your life. That's bullshit. I've right? never like, loved what I did. I never yeah. will. <laughs> I love when I don't work. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love not working. How's that work? I loved cigarettes, and I had to give them up too. <laughs> Damn, I dude, the cigarettes. ones you love hurt you the most. I bought them as a little lockdown treat. It gets me out of the house to the balcony. You only go to the balcony, motherfucker. Took thirty fucking minutes to have a cigarette yesterday. He does that. He's just like I swear he's he has like a, a degenerative disorder. He can't move around properly. I was I was telling everyone else like oh okay he probably has to leave the house then or something like he probably has to go down the, down the stairs and walk out the front or something but no this fucker was just on the, his balcony look all right as as I've said before I'll defend myself okay all these other motherfuckers who finish their smokes fast they're eating them okay they're eating the cigarettes I don't eat my cigarette I smoke it and enjoy it okay you just sit there like with looking at your phone you're like eh, I get my best I'm thinking like, done I'm like can you fucking hurry up and you're like oh you always having to go it doesn't matter. It's it's not not like you just fucking walk off. It doesn't you. matter to you at all. You just leave. I do because you take fucking like twenty years to have a cigarette. Well, we're we're just chilling out. Okay, we're outside. We're having a cigarette. That's nice. Okay, but for some reason you're in such a hurry to get inside and do nothing as well. Like you know, dude, I'm not. I'm not sticking around anywhere. When I'm done doing something, I'm out of there. I don't need a. If I don't need to be somewhere, <laughs> I'm not there. That is true. Chloe always tell me because uh, for those who don't know, Chloe and Jay used to work together. Uh, that once uh, worked finished and Chloe was going to walk with Jay to the train station, but he sped walk off ahead and just fucked off. He was gone. Yep, that sounds like me. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, we've taken forever, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use my why are you mad next week. <laughs> no, no, you just cut out no, all no, the no, bullshit because no, it's been so much garbage yeah. conversation. Yeah, you just cut it out. It's fine. Jay, 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 Jay. I got a question for you. Yeah, what is it? Why are you mad? Well, look. It didn't make me mad, per se, but uh, every now and again, I get reminded of something that happened a long time ago, and it uh, just makes me feel a bit weird, and that's that uh, John Lennon was murdered. Uh, and Drew, just the other day, he sent me a message, and it was uh, it was to do with John Lennon being murdered, and it just reminded me, you know? And it what, just, what did it say? Did it just say, reminder, John <laughs> Lennon was murdered? It was something along those lines. And yeah, it's just like... When I was a kid, I loved the Beatles. I'd just listen to the Beatles on repeat for like just constantly. And like John Lennon, you know, think of him what you will, but he was a real like integral part of my growing up. Like I read a lot about him, you know, kind of like idolized him a bit when I was a kid. 
And yeah, it's, it's always weird to think he actually got murdered. I feel the same way about Che Guevara, actually. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, I, I, sometimes I was like, man, he was killed way too soon, bro. Take it, take, take him from this earth. See, I think, I think John Lennon well and truly peaked. Like, he couldn't have done that much more yeah. in, in his lifetime. But the thing is, like, he, uh, it's weird thinking that someone that you feel like you actually know, like, had a real violent ending to their life, you know, if that makes sense. It's weird that we all have, we all idolize such, like, you know, uh, like, like, figureheads as children. What, who was your idol? Vin Diesel. Was that because of Riddick? Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, it must have been. That's why he always te- yeah. keeps talking about you keep, keep what you kill. So, just a content warning this week, once again. Uh, this, this episode is going to deal with some distressing subject matter in the realm of sexual assault and uh, graphic expressions of violence. And uh, I know we've had a couple of episodes like this in the last couple of weeks, but this is going to be the last one on a topic like this for a while. I just, uh, this week didn't have too much energy because I had the Pfizer shot and I was just feeling a bit under the weather and just decided to write about something that didn't take too much brain power. We're going to be making it a little more goofy, a little more wacky in the next couple of weeks. I like, do like uh, wacky. We might talk about like, you know, North Korea versus Japan. <laughs> you can write or... that one if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to write anything. I know you're not going to write anything. <laughs> you want to know why? One, A, it's XP waste, and B, yeah, it's it's all up in my, it's straight up the top of my dome. All right. All right. Uh, Army Hammer. Is he a sex cannibal? <laughs> is he? I don't know. Yeah, you answer it. Let's, let's yes find or no. out. Oh, shit. You put me on the spot. We got We got eight pages to find out whether he is. Eight fucking. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I have no effort this week. I want to write something. <laughs> eight fucking pages here, cunt. Yeah, you don't know what it's like, dude. This is more reading than I've done in all of high school. You've never done a day of work on this show in your life. That's true. <laughs> Alright, look at this, man. What's your first impression? Martin, can you describe what he looks like? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same <laughs> Ryan fucking thing. Fucking Ryan Gosling. Gosling. <laughs> Well, it's not Ryan Gosling. I know it's Weak not. Ryan Gosling. It's a uh, Hollywood superstar, Army Hammer. Is he a superstar? I've never heard he's fucking... Why is his name before. Army Hammer? Is he like a Swiss army knife? You'll find out, and I think you'll you'll actually <laughs> like what you find out. All right, Reg, look at this man. What's your first impression? Can you describe him? Looks like a warlock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, looks, he looks like a... Like, an eastern warlock what's he doing <laughs> he's casting a spell i assume you know what for, for those dead by daylight fans out there he's sort of he's doing like a hag like pose yeah he looks like the hag <laughs> he's like, what what is he like is he's just cre- generally creeping right he's he's been sneaky he's hiding in plain sight he's he's literally hiding behind a beam in public Take a look at our Instagram for the photo. It's yeah. well, it's well worth the checkout. Uh, this this man is Japanese convicted murderer and sex cannibal, Izay Sagawa. For ten for a second, you don't know anything about what we're going to talk about. You haven't read the notes. You guys don't even really have to pretend because you haven't read the notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would you say these men have in common? Uh, they're both male. They both have a predator mentality. You, you think that you can tell that they're both predators by looking at them? Yes. 
I think I think he's he's biased here. I yeah, think he's biased. Information you told him not to use. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying they look like predators. Like they look like you know the alphas. You know what I mean? <laughs> you reckon circles. this guy? You reckon this guy on the right <laughs> looks like an alpha? <laughs> well, he's an alpha in a different way. He's like an outcast alpha. He's like the the king of the rats. <laughs> See, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, like, you know, you got, like, you know, weak Ryan Gosling up here. He was born an alpha. Mm. I mean, you got this guy down here who's claimed the, you know, he's claimed it. <laughs> he ate all of his, his Yeah, he enemies. ate, you know, he made, made sure he ate them and ate their hearts to gain their power. So, that's what they have in common. What they have in difference is a uh, Army Hammer is six foot four. Issei Sagawa is four foot nine. And probably not oh, as rich. Oh, he's so short. Yeah, he, and yeah, not as rich. But these two men have something in common you would hope isn't very common. They're both sexual cannibals. What the fuck was this lead up, dude? Who's writing this shit? <laughs> Me. He's writing, he's writing a Nancy Drew crime mystery. <laughs> it's, a, it's a juxtaposition. Uh, <laughs> I just realized these aren't the same photo. You just realized they're not the same photo. Well, I, I thought it was like, so like, you know, the top photo was like a picture of Army Hammer and then he, like someone has zoomed in in the background. <laughs> what the hell? You thought that this guy, <laughs> you thought that he was hiding in the background. I thought that thought, like the whole like no. connection was, they're actually connected, like not just both sexual No, animals. they're not, uh, it's, life isn't CIA. You can't, you can't zoom in on a picture and then get a Enhance. higher resolution picture. Enhance. <laughs> Let's find out about Army Hammer. Army Hammer was born Armand Douglas Hammer on August 28th, 1986. His family descends from oil money, of which he is named after his great-grandfather, the oil tycoon Armand Hammer. Born in 1898, New York, to parents that had immigrated from the Russian Empire. His father... Julius Hammer founded the American Communist Party. Hold, hold on, as in, as in, like his his great grandfather was named after his father. He he was named after his great grandfather. Yeah, his his name is Armand Hammer, and his great grandfather's name was Armand Hammer. Okay. And Armand Hammer, born in eighteen ninety eight, his dad founded the American Communist Party. So, Armand Hammer was named after the symbol, often associated with labor movements. The Arm and Hammer. Oh, shit. So his name is literally Arm and That's Hammer. That's such a shit name. <laughs> Arm and Hammer. That's fucking yeah, crazy. It's whack, right? Dude, why would you name your kid Almond Hammer? That's fucking wild. <laughs> Almond Hammer. Yeah. Almond He's smashing Hammer. these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your nuts. Give me the nuts of the rich. I will crush them. <laughs> On this connection, Army once said, I love art. I used to have a painting of Gorbachev that was given to my family by Gorbachev. <laughs> Did it have the famous birthmark? You'd hope so. I mean, that is, like, the defining feature of Gorbachev, right? Yeah. Uh, one of Army's first publicized appearances was in a magazine spread in Vanity Fair titled, quote, Fortune's Children, the next generation of some of the world's greatest fortunes. So he's named after, like... You know, uh, communist like s- symbolism. Yeah, but he's like oil tycoon. Like, yeah, this dude's like inheriting a great, great fortune. He comes from a super rich family. No, no. See, because the Armand Hammer, the great grandfather, what he would do at his oil farm is that he would uh he would let people come by and they could like you know fill up their hat full of some oil. You know, like 
<laughs> he gave back to the people. You know? He he let them milk the oil cows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in interviews, Army consistently distanced himself from his family's wealth, always noting while growing up in the Cayman Islands, oh he, fished- <laughs> he fished so often without shoes that he caught ringworm and claiming that his family disowned him after he dropped out of UCLA to pursue an acting career. What, where is the Cayman Islands like a country? I it's actually, in the Caribbean. It's, a, it's, it's an the island Caribbean. in the Caribbean, and it's a tax is haven. It, is, is it a country? It's a, it's a territory, it says, in the Caribbean. Oh, no, it's owned by the UK, so it's part of the Commonwealth. Right. Well, I know it's a, uh, it's a tax haven, and I'm guessing that's why he grew up there. His breakout role was betraying both of the Winklevoss twins in David Finch's 2010 film, The Social Network, which is often considered one of the best films of its decade. Why? I don't know, it just is. Like, at, at the time, I uh, I preferred Slumdog Millionaire because I wanted that to win the Oscar. But I think in retrospect, Social Network is probably a better movie. Didn't Are- Nacho Libre come out the same Wait, <laughs> <laughs> right, hold the fuck up. Shutter Island came out in 2010. Yeah, whack, eh? And so did Inception. How did fucking... How did Leo do that? Leo had a big year in 2010. Army Hammer at one point signed on to play Batman in George Miller's unproduced Justice League Mortal, but it was cancelled late into pre-production due to the global financial crisis and the writer's strike. Oh, the writer's strike. That was a pretty big influence at the time. Can I just make a quick mention that Red also came out in 2010, retired Extremely Dangerous? Is that your dad? Uh, in the years following the social network, he was tested as a leading man in The Lone Ranger and The Man from Uncle, where he co-starred with Johnny Depp and Henry Cavill. Both these movies were box office failures, so Hammer retreated into the realm of independent cinema. His career received a major injection in 2017, when he co-starred in the film Call Me By Your Name, receiving much critical acclaim and elevating him to the status of an indie darling. What is... what's the name? Call me by your name. Yeah, that's the name of the movie. But why would you want someone to call you by their name? I don't know, really. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. I saw the man from Uncle. I, f- I fell asleep. I yeah. think within the first 15 minutes, to be honest. I don't know if that's a testament to the movie or my sleeping pattern, but... I, 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 I think it drags on, doesn't it? I, I can't remember. If it, we've actually talked about this. I don't remember if it was on air or not, but yeah, I feel like uh, the man from Uncle... I've never seen it, but it seems like one of those movies that you just fall asleep in. I fell asleep in the first 15 minutes, I swear. Like, I don't even know if it dragged on, because I didn't. I think think they try to build this tension throughout a lot of the movie, but, like, it doesn't really work, and so it's just boring. Um, alright. From the outside looking in, Army Hammer supposedly led an idyllic life. In 2010, he married journalist and entrepreneur Elizabeth Chambers. Together, they had two kids. And in 2017, he voiced the bad guy car in Cars 3. Can you do his voice? Can you, can you do the voice of the bad guy car? Well, Army Hammer talks like this. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember Cars 3 that much. I remember Lightning McQueen crashes. Cars, yeah, <laughs> Lightning McQueen dies in the trailer. Um, oh, what? Car, cars, cars 1. Uh, Lightning McQueen going to do the race against uh, the green car. Yeah. Ends up finding his heart in the town. Cars, cars two, 2, they're spies. Super agents. Yeah, yeah they're, they're spies spy now. Cars. The bad car is a lemon yeah. electric car. Uh, is that the one with the... Is that the one when they spike, like, the fuel or whatever? Yeah, yeah, They, they make, like, the fuel that's going to, like, make everyone blow up or whatever because yeah. they're lemons and they don't want people who aren't lemons to, you know, 
whatever. Yeah. Cars 3 is Lightning McQueen comes out of retirement for one last race. And he crashes. Yeah, he crashes. Hold on. Cars, yeah. Are the lemons... You think maybe the lemons are the good guys and this movie... Like, cars <laughs> is just like pro-supercar propaganda. Well, dude, why do you think Ami Hammer came to save the day? Because he's so pro-oil. He had to be like, no, you can't. You can't be fucking <laughs> yeah. oil reserves. That's true. <laughs> no, but... In interviews, like, on, like, fucking Stephen Colbert and shit that I've seen with Army Hammer, when he brings up, like, the family wealth, he's like, It's an oil industry. It's evil, guys. It's evil. <laughs> what like, the fuck? That's so weird. I don't, he's, like, he's like trying to preemptively be like, oh, yeah, I'm from a rich family, but, you know, I'm yeah, one of Yeah, but I'm guys. not one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of have, like, a bit of a stiffy for oil tycoons <laughs> after There Will, there will yeah, Be Blood. There Will Be Blood is a fantastic film. Publicly... Army expressed great admiration for his wife in one interview saying mm, <laughs> my wife who is so much smarter so much harder working and so much more successful in so many different ways than I am still gets introduced as Army Hammer's wife if she if she got the due credit she deserved then I would be Elizabeth Chambers husband Underneath his declaration of feminist ideals, Army Hammer was hiding a darker side. He said he grew up in a household of, quote, so much love, so much good, that after he left home, he wanted to, quote, see how hot this candle can burn. What does that mean? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking douchebag. Uh, Hammer claimed that for, quote, three or four years, he was enamored in the Hollywood party scene, often staying off for days at a time and meeting girls that were, quote, bad, bad news. He once said, quote, One chick tried to stab me when we were having sex. I should so not be telling this story. She was like, Trinkle, leave scars. You don't have any. And then she tried to stab me with the butcher knife. Of course, I promptly broke up with her. Seven months later, <laughs> But in another interview, he provided a different perspective, saying that before he was married, he liked to be a, quote, dominant lover, but, quote, Then you get married and your sexual appetites change, and I mean that for the better. It's not like I'm suffering in any way, but you can't really pull your wife's hair. It gets to a point <laughs> where you say, I respect you too much to do these things that I kind of want to do. Okay, hold up, dude. This guy needs to stop talking. (laughs) But okay, this is weird because let's let's look at the let's let's dive into this quote. He says uh, he things have changed for the better. So do you think that is an acknowledgement that he's had some issues in the past with his sex life? He said it's not like I'm suffering in any way. So maybe he was suffering before. Is that I think the implication, I eh? think maybe he's just he's just trying to like take like the darling's eye of the media, you know, and be like, yeah, I don't hit my wife. But then he also says that he respects his wife too much to want to like pull her hair and stuff. So do you think he's saying that his past sexual gratification have, has come from a lack of respect? Oh yeah, I think he might be. Like, is he is he saying that when he's wanted to be a dominant lover? That comes from a point of not respecting women. Yeah, kind because of, he has power over them in that yeah, scenario. Yeah, whereas he's saying that he respects his wife, so he doesn't want to pull the hair. Yeah, I think this guy might be problematic. I think this guy might be a psycho, to be honest. Yeah, I, maybe there's something wrong with him. <laughs> Can you see the images on the right? Yeah. Can you describe uh, 
<laughs> him in public versus behind closed doors. Okay, so in public he looks pretty. He looks pretty neat. He's got a suit and tie on, and he's got like a like a slight uh, smile on, across his face. Um, in the second photo, it looks like he's had one too many nose beers, uh, and his hair is incredibly uh, disheveled. Uh, he's topless. He th- this guy genuinely looks like uh, the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> he's the real life Joker, baby. <laughs> So, even though he claimed his sexual appetite had changed, in 2017, he caused some giddy controversy when his Twitter account was spotted liking several tweets related to BDSM. And once, when asked which historical figure he'd most like to sleep with, he replied, Marcus de Sade, the namesake of sadism. So, while his disposition towards sadomasochism was an open secret, it was seen in a sort of page six rumor mill kind of way. Kind of like he was just like the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of the, the look he's that's going That's where you for. go for that first, right? Yeah. yeah. In January 2021, six months after separating from his wife, after reportedly accidentally sending her a sext that was meant for someone else. Oh, no. <laughs> it would become clear that Army Hammer never really moved away from his fetishes. And they were much deeper than what was led on. So, first up, Army's private Instagram account, which username was Eldestructor86, <laughs> began to Isn't appear. Isn't that just <laughs> Destructor? Mon, you I speak mean, Spanish. Yeah, but that's not, like, it's Eldestructor. He's just taking an English word and added it to the end. And, and yeah, uh, yeah. So, Destructor isn't Spanish for destruction? No. But L is Spanish for va, right? Yeah. So, most posts uh, from his private Instagram were on the Cayman Islands, and in them he made disparaging references to his ex-wife. He uh, posted screenshots of court documents requiring him to undergo drug tests in order to have visitation of his children, and then he chronicled the experience of an at-home drug test kit, and then he was elated when it didn't test for DMT. Most notoriously, he shared a picture of a woman laying on all fours in his bed, captioned, quote, at least I get to f*** Miss Cayman again. Um, what? Yeah, no, right? it's pretty gross. Is he just talking about the sexual exploitation of women in the Caribbean islands? Is uh, that what he's referring to when he says Miss Cayman? No, I think he was making it out as if she was... You know how they have, like, Miss America, Miss Universe? Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. So, an Instagram account called House of Effie then began to publish claims that she was one of at least five women that Army had had affairs with while married... He had told them all that they were his first affair and that he was going to leave his wife for them. He would tell them that they weren't to see anyone else while they were sleeping with him, but also asking them to procure girls for him to have sex with. I feel I feel like if I was one of these girls, I'd be very scared of this man. I mean, yeah, but also like this guy, this is like the equivalent of like... If yeah, James Bond. <laughs> no, it's, it's like the equivalent of a One Direction fan having like Harry Styles start messaging them, you know? Like, yeah, so it's manipulative. Totally. Like, this guy had, like, you know, a big fan base of girls that were in love with him. And basically all the girls he targeted were in their early 20s. And apparently some of them were, like, 15. Ugh. Who else did that? Who fucking... Who was it? Uh, who's the guy from... Always hangs out with uh, Seth Rogen and all that? Uh, James Franco. Yeah, James Franco. bit like James Franco, yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, James yeah. Franco was a real cunt. Sir... After escaping what she now views as a form of Stockholm Syndrome, Effie posted screenshots of DMs that Army had sent her. 
as well as DMs he had sent to other girls, like a shit ton of them, hundreds of pages of DMs. And there is no way to describe these other than to warn you, they are very fucked up. Like, I'm pretty sure I have grandparents listen to this show, and I just want to say to you, like, Nana, turn off now. Like, you you told, don't need to hear this. I told my auntie she's not allowed to listen to the podcast for this exact reason. Yeah, I, I feel like I need to tell a couple people that just not to listen to this episode, because, um, yeah, the, like, again, these messages sent from Army Hammer are actually disturbing, and they're despicable, and they do not in any way represent uh, our feelings toward women or sex or anything like that. I feel like we just need to, we need to say that. We're literally just reading out a quote from him. Uh, all right. Who wants to play army? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it, but I've read this. I read the second part. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to do it. We'll take turns doing the messages. So we all bear the brunt of this army. When I'm fu- <laughs> Come on, army. give it to us. This is so ridiculous. Mm. How many? This guy was like mega fucking like, you know, yeah. he was not thinking straight at this time. Anyway, when I <laughs> when I'm oh my god when I'm fucking someone in the ass, the only way I can come is if I pretend I'm fucking you in the ass. What is that? I don't know. You were the most extreme version of that I've ever had. Fucking you on the floor with a knife against you. Everything else seemed boring. You crying and screaming, me standing over you. I felt like a god. I've never felt such power or intensity. Jesus. That was actually hard to read. Yeah, it's actually out loud. It's one thing to read it with your eyes and be like, mm. oh yeah, that's fucked up. But actually saying those words, like yeah. making them come out of your mouth was like so The only way I can justify weird. this is the fact that at least, you know, like, because there's lots of people that probably don't know this about Army Hammer. I and didn't. our listeners, I hope that you understand what we're going through to let you know about Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're putting our reputations on the line. Uh, Aaron, another message. This is by Army. Thinking of holding your heart in my hand and controlling when it beats. I am 100% accountable. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. I've cut the heart out of a living animal before and eaten it while it was still warm. That one's a little bit more sweet, I suppose. <laughs> Is it? Oh, God. He's like, I got your heart in my hand. I'm helping it beat. Do you think that's from, like, a Disney princess, like, romantic perspective? Or it's from a cannibalistic, I want to have your raw meat in my hand? The first. <laughs> I, I, it seems like a purely, like, uh, what's the word? It's not from, it, it's like lust driven, right? He also says, I am 100% a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think he's like it's he's a kind of i mean you meant to read in between the lines in that one you know i think all right reg you're, you're up next on this next message i don't want to do it i'm gonna i'm gonna come i'm gonna come thinking of breaking your bones talk to me text me about me breaking your bones well you my is in my hands and i'm thinking of breaking your ribs oh man that's how i imagine he speaks when he thinks these things up he says his cock is in his hands and i feel like that's how he's been writing all these messages like i think of him as straight up unhinged oh he is totally unhinged. like i like i think to the way that you 
like think of it is there's a little bit of like control there i think he's completely lost that he's just like i'm gonna come (laughs) you know what i think of him as i think of him as the uh like the zodiac killer on the phone to the police yeah okay i can see that i guess i don't i don't i don't get it he just he just he speaks like this he's all like i'm the zodiac and i've killed three people yeah like that type of thing uh all right martin you're up next i want to brand you tattoo you Mark you. Shave your head and keep your hair with me. Cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. When I tell you to slit your wrists and use the blood as loop for anal. Another passage. I want to see your brain, your blood, your organs, every part of you. I would definitely bite it or try to f*** it. Not sure which. Probably both. If I f***ed you into a vegetative state... I'd keep you, feed you, wash you, and keep f***ing you. What the fuck? It's weird, because, like... That is insane. This is, like... I've read shit like this before on, like, incel forums and things like that. But, like, we know those people aren't capable... Like, I'm not necessarily not capable of doing it, right? But when I read it from Army Hammer, Mm. I believe it to have been done. Oh, totally. And there's more to this. Like, this guy has some real fucking like there are things about this guy that just make you think he has done this type of shit and he's been doing it for ages you know are we gonna get hit for slander is this all is this, this is all, like this is and all out there this is all evidence out there. Right. yeah this is all out there so reg i need to eat your entire body i need to touch every part of you inside and out that's it toys are well and good but i want to consume every part of you i want to bite pieces off of you you know what what like you know what scares me about this? He's he's very clearly someone who isn't in control of himself, like in a rational. He, he's sense. he's like. Do you think he is falling into these urges? Yeah, he's like overcome by these these tendencies, right? Like he he's literally like. I don't think he was uh, entirely in control when he wrote these messages. And I'm not saying that as like mm. an excuse, but what what scares me is that there's people out there like yeah. this. Who, who think in these ways and you, you never know that when you yeah, meet totally. someone like, people can seem normal totally. like this guy probably seemed well, like what all the girls have said about him is that he, he started off doing what's called like a love bomb and which is a common thing people say uh, when they're talking about emotional abuse in relationships so he started off as like the most amazing person they've ever met like you know uh, telling them how special they were getting them whatever they wanted treating them you know like a princess or whatever and then it was kind of like grooming them to end up doing this type of shit it's uh i don't know it's it's i mean like, i think it's because if you grow up in the family he's like you know with the power you grow up with right it's just like it reminds me of like game of thrones joffrey you know how he has all the power as a king and he shoots like the like prostitutes of a crossbow and shit like that because he just can you know like yeah. who's gonna stop him so, um, th- those were just a couple messages. There are literally hundreds, and in some of the messages, I don't even want to type them out. Like, uh, those ones were bad, but in one of them, he tells a girl how exhilarating he found it chasing her down a hallway. She says that she wasn't ready and was crying and couldn't look at him, and later he tells that same girl that if, he, if, if his wife finds out, he will, quote, remove your head from your body. Fucking um, imagine being his wife. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> um, 
in another series of messages, one of Ami's victims is telling him that he's damaged her permanently and that she's suicidal and that she's been advised by the suicide hotline to report him to the police. And she tells him that after she kills herself, she will haunt him. And Ami just responds with laughter. Wow. That's How just like, what a heard of sick this? man. I've never fucking heard of this Army Hammer scandal. This was a, did you know Army Hammer though? Like, did you know anything? Did you know he existed? No, but it just feels like this, like, you know, if he's that famous, where it would just come out, you know, well, like it, it'd be it like did, front, pay, front news. Well, yeah, I, I remember when this came out, Jay was posting it in our group <laughs> chat, like from Daily Mail articles <laughs> out the wazoo. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, because he, he was like an indie darling. Like he was one of those people who had like Tomba pages dedicated to him, you know? So when this came out and he was trending on Twitter and people were like, oh, what's Army Hammer up to? And then it was like, Army Hammer is a cannibal. People were like, what the actual fuck? You know, like people mm-hmm. were shocked. After these messages came out, he exited production of his upcoming film and released a statement saying, quote, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims. So the next day, an ex-girlfriend came out named Courtney, who he had publicly dated after the split from his wife. She came out and said that the allegations didn't surprise her at all because he'd expressed similar fantasies to her. She claimed that he had told her he wanted to, quote, break her rib, barbecue and eat it. And he'd say things like, quote, I want to take a bite out of you. And if she had like a cut on her hand, he would start to suck and lick it. That makes me deeply uncomfortable. Well, but this is the things that make me think like, this isn't role play. Like he was actually has these cannibalistic urges. But it seems it seems like a sexual fetish thing, right? Hundred yeah, percent. But how how do you grow that type of sexual fetish, right? Like, as most things are due to your environment mm. and such, how do you become a cannibal? We'll look into that a bit later. But it, again, it's up to interpretation. But we'll talk about that. The part that I'm most excited about is trying to is I can't wait for my dad to try and defend Army Hammer. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was pretty socially acceptable at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so she also characterized Ami as emotionally abusive. She would she says that he's like a chameleon. He would paint himself as whoever you needed him to be. That he would groom girls before turning things dark. He would be all-consuming, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially consuming. Like, he is quite probably a psychopath right like that i mean that's what i'm thinking that's what that is the vibe i get from him like i would say sociopath but there's way too much emotion going on here he's way too like emotional about like it's all driven lust and yeah it's all driven Mm -hmm. by some form of lust or whatever right so i'm leaning more towards a psychopath at the moment so another girlfriend Paige, came out and shared an image of the letter a carved into her skin she says army did it as a mark of ownership she also claimed that he told her he wanted to kill his dog and that he had mannequins in his basement that he practiced tying up with rope. Huh. At the time of their relationship, Paige was only 21 and Army was in his mid-30s. Not long after, Army's ex-wife, Elizabeth Chambers, released a statement expressing shock and heartbreak and that, quote, I didn't realize how much I didn't know. According to a friend of Elizabeth's, they wondered privately whether he had always been this way or hidden and hidden it, or if something had triggered this behavior. She claimed that the only thing that helped her make any sense of the situation was the Zac Efron movie about Ted Bundy, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. And I think he has probably always been like this. I don't think that this is something that just happens overnight in your 30s, you know? Well, I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. It depends on what you're saying, but, like, like, I don't think he was born this way. I don't think anyone... I personally don't believe anyone's born this way, but I would say that he's, you know, these fetishes grew... 
Oh yeah, totally. Time. Like it definitely wasn't like a like a snap your fingers overnight type of thing. No, but- I don't think a fetish can really pop up overnight. I think f- like genuine uh, pathological fetishes usually start in childhood, right? Like, That's like usually I- what they say. Yeah. That's what they say yeah. usually. Yeah. Like it's not always the case, but I'd say most of the time it is. Like whether or not it's your parents yeah. or like you know maybe siblings or mm-hmm. you know a traumatic experience from your childhood. Um, in the following weeks. Army Hammer was dropped by his agency and removed from all of his upcoming features. But his circumstance became even more serious in March when Effie, the same Effie from before who started all this, filed a report against Army Hammer to the LAPD, accusing him of violent sexual assault. In a tearful press conference, and I listened to it, I'm not going to post it here because it's really sad, she claimed that he assaulted her for four hours while repeatedly banging her head against a wall, not letting her leave. She said she thought he was going to kill her. Afterwards, she justified his actions to herself because she believed they were in love. That is such, like, a traumatic thing to go through. Especially s- somebody who, like, you think is, like, your partner or whatever. And then, like, justifying it after because she thought they were in love. Like, and then having to unlearn that, essentially, like, having to come back from that. Just, like, imagine the phone call between a- the agency and Hammer and being like... <laughs> Army, army, buddy, buddy, what, what's this about? What's going why, on, why, man? Why are you trying to eat people, army? <laughs> I just think, can you imagine finding out your kid is a sexual cannibal? Like, it, it reminds me, like, the fucking, like, dysfunctional rich family. And they've all, like, the, the dad's got, like, a coke problem. The mom's a wine alcoholic. They hide, fucking... they hide, like, a disfigured kid in the basement or something. Yeah, like that, you know? and it's, yeah. like, their oldest son is a literal cannibal. <laughs> like, it's fucking insane. Army Hammer's lawyer released a statement refuting the claims, saying that any and all actions were always consensual. And I, I just don't think that you can consent to that what was described there like you can't uh, can you consent to your shit for four like hours. you can't like that's like the law i just know i know it's from when i was in high school i remember reading about the law and stuff in the sense of like if you got into a fight with your mate or whatever right like a physical fight the mate can't turn around and be like to the cops i oh, know it's okay like i forgive him or whatever like it's still it's still assault you know and it, it might have started off as consensual sex but consent consent can be withdrawn yeah um like uh verbally or non-verbally you know mm. and um i think even if it started off there's as, definitely a line crossed here man yeah de- definitely i think that when it gets into the into the line of a uh, violence she just, thought she was gonna die like yeah and this is one thing that i keep seeing brought up about this case is like oh we shouldn't kink shame him and it's <laughs> like <laughs> no way yeah no who, people who, say that tell me the, who's the fucking people to tell me tell me right now who are one these of, people one of her ex-girlfriends one of his ex-girlfriends was like i don't want to kink shame him but he's in he's a cannibal <laughs> 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 and but i think it's like no sometimes kink shaming is necessary because we have to set the parameters of what is acceptable human behavior you know <laughs> But, yeah, but like I mean, this is this has gone beyond just a kink, right? This is like this is a, actually dangerous yeah, behavior. This is a, this is a serial killer behavior, right? This is a like he's made someone suicidal. He made someone think that he was going to kill him. Like, and it's like you always kind of wonder because it's like when you think about serial killers, you think surely there's some really rich people who do that type of stuff and just have gotten away with it. And oh yeah, I mean like look at um who was that child entertainer in the UK? Oh uh, yeah, fucking what's his name? The the the, the, the fucking warlock yeah, man. Yeah, the, the really creepy guy, Jimmy yeah. Savage, Savile, Jimmy Savile. Savile. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Have you heard about that one, Martin? No. 
There's this child entertainer who's bit, who's like huge in the UK for like ever. Like think the Wiggles big, right? Bigger than um, the Wiggles. Like Mr. Rogers. He was like Mr. Rogers off of the UK, right? Anyway, um, he lived forever, ever. He got really old. He started looking really creepy and shit. But then on his deathbed, he just like admitted to like like these like satanic rituals he did with children and things no, like that. that that's and- not what happened. That's not what happened. He he Isn't never it? admitted no he never admitted anything but it came out after he died that he was probably one of the most um, prolific abusers of children and women and the elderly ever like in the history of the world. So all of this occurred while Hammer was in self-imposed exile in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> <laughs> but in June 2021, Hammer returned to the U.S reportedly seen off at the airport by his ex-wife and children to check into a rehab center in Florida, seeking help with drug addiction and sex abuse. Psycho? Yeah, I don't even know where to start. This like, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, this is heavy shit. Yeah. He, like, you say, like, you know, obviously product of your environment, but what, like, what kind of environment leads to this? Like, how much do we know about his upbringing? I think, I think, I think a lot of it just comes down to, it's probably like, you know, I think if you say product of environment, it's just no repercussions. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Right. Nah. Cause you're saying that as an explanation for the actions, but not as like an excuse for their actions. No, it's not an excuse for actions at all. I'm saying it's like, uh, like if you're asking like, how someone can grow to be like this i would say that's definitely the first fucking step you know like no like he probably didn't have any like major structure in his life and he was allowed to do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted and you know he's also probably pretty fucking weird right i mean yeah he's very fucking weird (laughs) what we know about his childhood i think he was born in uh, like california and then his family moved to the cayman islands obviously for probably financial reasons and um he he will say that he had a fucked up childhood there and that's one of the things that would kind of be used as a defense of his privilege early in his Mm. career he'd say like yeah i was from a rich family but i had a fucked up childhood in the cayman islands you know um but then he also says stuff like uh my i came from a happy home and stuff you know oh Um, you got you gotta think like so when i think of something like this right the first thing that i think of is that he was warped by like I know it's gonna sound like a boomer thing, but warped by the internet, right? Like he was just he, he just kind of went to too many weird places on the internet as a child, and this is how you get to like this type of you know being, right? He he's a fair bit older than us. He's uh he's ten years older than us. He was born in eighty six. There, there's no like I mean people like this ex- would have existed before the internet. Definitely, well. and it's like you know. We also fucked up stuff on the internet when we were kids. None of us yeah. ended up. Yeah, being but cannibals. we also never had like you know. What if you're allowed to just enact anything you found on the internet whenever you want to with no repercussions, right? I'm not saying that you would, but I'm just saying like, what if what if you did, right? Like, wouldn't that just build upon like you know that type of like you know reinforcement? I mean, we don't know that he did that. The other the we other thing is that he apparently uh, abuses a fair bit of drugs. I don't. I don't think drugs can make somebody a cannibal, but they can maybe uh, if if make someone. It easier. Well, it might bring out uh, some psychotic features in somebody. You know. It would depend on what drugs as well. Well, he says earlier. He says in an Instagram post that his drug test doesn't uh, check for DMT. Yeah, that's a hallucinogen, right? 
Well, just like I think back to like say high school, right? Everyone knew someone in high school who like got obsessed with like Nazis and shit like that, right? And would like you know go on about like school shootings and stuff, right? And it's like, what if, what if they you know just had like we we're just allowed to do that, right? Yeah, but I mean, some people never go out of that. Like, and and the thing is, like, obviously teenagers will be drawn to the things that they're not supposed to. You know, it's kind of like a, a rebellion. Uh, but it's like most people kind of grow out of that and, you know, it's a touchy issue, but the thing with Nazism, it's like most of the time kids aren't really Nazis. They just want to, they're just drawn to do the opposite of what the authority figures have told them is okay. You know, like that doesn't mean that you should let them be Nazis, but it's like, they will eventually hopefully grow out of that, you know, whereas with something like being a cannibal, (laughs) Like, yeah, but I also think that when it comes to things like, you know, what you just said, uh, I think a reason why they grow out of it is due to, like, you know, the not positive reinforcement they receive for those thoughts or, like, you know, those ideas, right? Where if someone, if someone, if someone like, hung out with you all the time was like, yeah, no, I fucking love Nazis, like, let's, let's go, like, you know, like, let's do this and let's do that and let's go get uniforms and shit, I think you'd feel a lot more positive about continuing that, like, you know, thought pattern or that mentality. But then there's, there's a difference between someone being an actual Nazi and someone during swastikas because whenever they do it, they get negative attention from adults who are, like, trying to tell them off or whatever. Yeah. And they like that attention. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if that's comparable to Army Hammer being a cat. That's just what I think of. That's just what I, you know, that's my own personal opinion. That's what I think of when I think of him. It's just kind of like, you know, sport brat turned cannibal. So another guy who is a cannibal uh is a Sagawa who we talked about before mm. i actually saw like i think ages ago on youtube i saw a documentary yeah this guy. interview with the cannibal uh, by vice um i watched it it's pretty fucked up i they they have like the crime scene photos and i just reckon they shouldn't put that stuff out there but anyway so he uh he killed sexually assaulted and ate a young woman who was like his classmate in while they were studying abroad in france but due to clerical errors, he was released soon after being extradited back to Japan. And since then, he's maintained a public figure for the last 30 years, like writing many books, manga, and starring in pornographic films. And he gives regular interviews. It's ter- it is absolutely fucked. Like, there's one where um, there's, like, this movie where they a girl gets into his house and he spends 24 hours with her. And then at the end of that 24 hours, he tells her how he killed and ate a woman like it's it's fucked oh, and then and then like they have to do the deed no i think they had already done the deed oh god either way god damn the thing the thing with is sagawa is that he is totally open about um these aspects of himself and i think it's kind of a it's it's one party is obviously crazy but the other part is he in japan this taboo is kind of celebrated in a way like people are more open about um, sexual taboo, um, and I think that's very different from Army Hammer, the American ideal. You'll probably, if you have a, a sexual cannibal in America, I, d- I reckon you they would be denying that for their entire life. Whereas in Japan, yeah. they will they will probably be more likely to actually talk about the issue. Um, but he he acknowledges it's a problem, but he, um. He's basically, because he's evil, he's unable to feel, you know, bad about what he did. Anyway. Who is Isay Sagawa. He was a sickly baby, Isay Sagawa. 
He grew up with very thin legs and he only grew up to be four foot nine. He recounts that his first recollection of cannibalistic urges were experienced when looking at the legs of a healthy boy and saying he thought they looked delicious. And he then became obsessed with tall American actresses. He speculates that he was attracted to people he viewed as his exact opposite because of an inferiority complex. It's um, it's obviously horrible, but it's I'm like, it's yeah. But like, what's the difference between seeing that and seeing like the delicious KFC chicken legs? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, don't bring this to the political <laughs> point. Right? I um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, it's good for that we have people who are willing to you know share their mindsets on this. You know, like it does help at the end of the day. So. Like, him him being completely open about it and, like, you know, expressing what he thinks the situation is, it's probably very useful to, you know, uh, progressing society's understanding of, like, you know, mental illness or, you know, mental, like, you know, psychotic breaks, etc. I mean, again, with the with uh, Ize Segala, there were all the warning signs that he was going to do something like that before that. Like, he got caught, you know, sneaking into people's houses and all that type of stuff. So, again... Um, we don't, we don't know if there was any warning signs like that with Army Hammer. And we also don't know if he's ever actually eaten somebody. We know that he he wants to. He's told us as much. He says he's 100% accountable. But we don't know no, if... Not Uzaga, Army Hammer. Yeah, Army Hammer. He said he's yeah. 100% accountable. We don't know if he actually has eaten anybody. I, don't, I reckon he probably hasn't. I reckon, you know, it's one thing to have a fantasy. It there's probably like a fair few people that have that type of fantasy, but there's probably very few who actually act out on it, you know? So a case study on a vorophilia, the sexual desire to consume or be consumed, found that it could be motivated by a desire to merge with somebody perceived as more powerful than themselves. And I've heard of uh, vorophilia before because I've seen like the sex toys they would use. Yeah, well... <laughs> what are they? They're usually just like, like they're pretty expensive. They're like big dragon heads and stuff like that that you can like crawl into so you can like experience being eaten and things like that yeah weirdly enough it's an aspect of furry culture a lot of fairies want to be eaten you know what's interesting the like connection between furries and nazis like neo-nazis there's a lot of strange connections with the furry community i think the fairies are just fucking whack jobs in the first place you know i'm sure there are upstanding members of their own communities like some of them but uh, they're disgusting. I kink shame them. Um, <laughs> so I kink shame the furries. <laughs> he did it. He had to do. You know. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> that was the word of the day. <laughs> Furry. <laughs> uh, when asked if uh, he was trying to free himself from his personal insecurities by eating the flesh of others, Isaiah Segal replied, "Quote: No, it's not nearly as conceptual as that. It's simply a fetish." Sir. So, Look, I, I don't think that Army Hammer was acting on a point of uh, inferiority. I think for him it was more of a power thing. I think it was he sees it more as a uh, a power trip to want to eat people, you know? I wish he didn't have any of the sexual stuff in here. I wish it was just he was a cannibal. That sounds so much more lighter, even though it's not technically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is a sexual cannibal. He obviously gets off on, a, I guess, being a human werewolf eating people you know uh all right so i don't i don't know if this episode is ever gonna come out i'm gonna try to edit it to a point where it is somewhat socially acceptable can we do this um, as a patreon episode we don't have a patreon <laughs> well, but we do anyway I'm well gonna... you, you just you just make a comment on the thing and just say uh due to uh, my you know my own ineptness i uh 
in we can't release the current episode because of uh, lawsuits. It was it was too disgusting. Yeah, it was it was just too it was too dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, we'll see you next week. Uh, you know we did. So. <laughs> oh man, I I think I think I'm gonna need a fucking hot shower, break, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can come back to this podcast, <laughs> man. This is like well, fucked me up. Well, that's alright because you're fired. <laughs> yeah, oh, you fired. You know why you got fired? <laughs> fucking why? nerd, bro. Yeah, you, we don't you, fuck with nerds. Nah, you didn't pass what the test. What do you mean? You guys are nerds. <laughs> you didn't pass the test. You got offended, and this is a no offense zone. Fucking yeah, this blank. is a boy <laughs> zone. <laughs> Dude, it was a joke. You're not gonna take it serious. Check us out uh, at Why They Mad Pod on Instagram and uh, send us an email, Why They Mad Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, if you Thanks. thought this episode was utterly disgusting, please let us know. And if even worse, you would get eaten by Army Hammer, if you would let Army Hammer eat you, we want to know that too. Thanks, check us out. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Why do you have to be mad? Why do you have to be mad? Why do you have to be mad?